Hey, box owners. This week's episode of Periodsis is brought to you by our good friends over at Earth Proof Elixirs. They are an Etsy shop that focuses on natural herbal teas and elixirs made with only the premium natural ingredients intended to bring back balance to the mind, body, and soul. And if you are lucky enough to get the installation of the third box of official box owner, you have some treats in store for you. Earthproof Elixirs included their nettle and raspberry tea along with their Yoni Elixir oil. So I'm super excited for you guys to try it out. And if you were not able to get your hands on a box, be sure to head on over to Etsy.com, search Earthproof Elixirs, that's E-A-R-T-H, P-R-O-O-F, Elixirs, E-L-I-X-I-R-S. Use promo code BOXOWNER and receive 10% off your order. That's right, 10% off your order. Head on over now. Now let's get on with the show. So there are a lot of changes happening in your body right now. One of them is getting your period. It usually comes once a month, but it may not come regularly for the first year or so. Hold on. The first year or so. Got it, continue. I know you may think that there's something wrong because there's blood, but it's perfectly natural. Right, and every woman gets it. It's like we're all the same. Got it. Actually, every woman's experience is different. Okay, got it, Less. But the important thing is, it's part of being a woman. So guys, welcome to this episode of Periodsis. I am joined today by the founder of Earthproof Elixirs, Vicky Wayne. Hey girl. Thank you so much for setting the, t- the, the time aside to record this with me. Um, I am super excited for all of our box owners to get to try the products uh, that we had in our box this time. So box number three, we had the Yoni oil as well as the Earthproof Elixir Tea, and that had so many benefits just associated with it, which we're going to get to. But as always, I want all of our listeners to got, to kind of get to know the person behind these brands. Could you tell us your essentially relationship with your period and your box? Um, Yeah, so me and my box have always had a strange relationship. I have, I think I got my period when I was about 11 or 12, and from my first period, I think that was the only normal period I've ever had in my life was my first one. Everything from there was just, yeah, like I think when I got my first one, I was 12 and it was what is considered normal. It lasted, you know, the typical five days. It wasn't heavy. It was fine. And then after that, my periods have just always been irregular. So my entire life. And, you know, the. Okay, so wait, wait, I, I, I have to ask. What to you is a normal period and then what is abnormal? So to me, you know, we've kind of been programmed to think that there's only a certain type of normal period. It lasts at most maybe seven days. It's not quite so heavy. There's not very much clots in it. It's just pure liquid. Because, you know, when you watch a a tampon commercial or a pad commercial, all they do is pour blue liquid onto a perfectly clear blue liquid, it's thin, onto a pad, and then absorbs perfectly, and that's like, oh, it's supposed to be fine. So that's just in my mind what I thought my periods were supposed to be, but it was like the opposite. Mm-hmm. I always had very heavy periods, they lasted a long time, I would have large clots in them, so I thought like, 
am I dying? Like, is something wrong here? So that's just kind of what led me on a journey to try to fix it because doctors always just said, well, you're just born that way. And it's like, okay, but that's not really it. Oh, is this a conver- is this a conversation that you had with your mom at all? Yeah. So my mom, she's a nurse and she's also very much into herbs and we're Jamaican. So we do a lot of Jamaican natural remedies and she's always given me herbs and stuff like that to use. But I didn't really see any effects that much when I was in my teenage years, I think, because my lifestyle also didn't match. So, you know, like these remedies and these plants, they have wonderful healing properties, but it won't really help you if your lifestyle and your diet isn't that great. So I realized that there was a Mm. lot more going on that I needed to address besides just taking these certain herbs, whether it be stress or whether it be the body products I was using. There's a lot of factors that I wasn't taking into account at that time. So let's let's talk about that. What? Did your research, again, before you started going the herbal uh, remedy route, you were aware that there were other properties, other things that you were doing, and which could be essentially affecting how your monthly flow was happening. And so what was the research that you that you put? Because stress is easy to say, well, I'm stressed. This is why my period is abnormal, but that's also very hard to control. A lot of us don't have remedies for stress. We could sit here and light the calming candles and all that. So, and then also you said the products you were using and even the way you were eating. So could you share which of those in your life were like what you found to be uh, an issue? So what part of stress was an issue? What part of the products did you see brought an issue? And also what foods were an issue? Okay, so these are actually it's things. Loaded. That, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I got you. I'm gonna try to. But <laughs> these are things that actually um, they're all equally important. I think when it comes to the 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 mission of hormone balance, right? So hormone balance can cause all these issues like PCOS. Um, it can cause infertility. It could cause a whole host of things, even cancer at its worst end of the spectrum. So. I've realized that these things like stress, sorry, a cat hair like flew my face. <laughs> these things like stress, like they, you can say, yeah, I was stressed, it made my period late or something like that. And it's actually kind of a valid statement because our stress, it puts our body into fight or flight mode. So it feels like it's on attack waiting mm. for something to happen rather than being relaxed. So when our body's in fight or flight mode, our adrenal glands produce way more stress hormones like cortisol. So when you have all these excess stress hormones in your blood, your body can't relax. It feels like it needs to attack. It's releasing more blood, um, more blood sugar. So when you're constantly stressed and your adrenal glands, which are the glands that are responsible for a lot of our hormones being produced, it's producing a lot of male and female hormones. And that's why you can have people who have estrogen dominance or people who have an excess of male hormones is because their adrenal glands are overproducing hormones. And a there's many causes, but a cause of that can be stress. So there's one. And then you have body products, which contain all these parabens and all these crazy chemicals, fragrance, mm. which is linked to so many issues like cancer and your body absorbs it we use these things every single day for our entire lives and we you know your skin absorbs so not to 
not to like really call anyone out here, but I would like to know uh, the research in fa- and, and can we name some of those products that you've looked into and seen that work, you know, causing issues for women? Because maybe there's women listening that use those products and don't even know that it's causing them harm. Honestly, it's pretty much everything in the store. <laughs> I mean, unless you're <laughs> like, honestly, if it's if it's on a shelf, most likely. But these days, there are a lot more health conscious brands finding their way into the large stores like Walmart and Target. So I will say like, okay, so for example, Dove, no, Um, Dove has parabens in it. I mean, unless they've got more conscious and they put out some paraben free options and fragrance free options, but they have a host of if you can't read most of those chemicals in the label, you shouldn't use that product. So And if honestly, if it has more than like 20 ingredients, you should probably not use it either, you know, because it really doesn't take that much ingredients to produce a cream. It really doesn't. Like, I mean, it's really hard. You just need shea butter, coconut oil, whatever other carry oil you choose and a blender and you can make your own body butter at home. And it has no toxic chemicals. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, like Dove, Jergens. What's the other one? Suave. Um, all the major Suave. ones. Yeah. All the ones we grew up on when we were kids have parabens. Even Cetaphil has parabens in it. Um, oh. Aveeno is not as uh, organic as they seem to be. Sometimes some of their products have a chemical called propylene glycol in it. That's also been linked to some health issues as well. Fragrances in general, any product that has fragrance I wouldn't use because fragrances have a lot of unregulated chemicals in them that are not regulated at all by the FDA. So, and it's a vague area because these companies also don't want to put the list of ingredients in their fragrances because then you can know the secret recipe to recreate that scent, right? So it's tricky. So they have all these gap areas where there's chemicals that are unlisted. So it's just fragrance, but you don't really know what fragrance is. It can be a mixture of 200 different chemicals. So opt for options that are fragrance free or say like essential oils, pure essential oils or pure plant extract. But if it says parfum, which is like a code word for fragrance, um, don't use it pretty much. Don't use it. Okay. So I guess the, the last part of that then would be the foods. You said you realized you were also just putting things into your body like foods and what you were eating that were having also negative effects on your body. Could you share uh, with your research what foods and things you found uh, were playing a harmful effect on your body? Yeah, I realized it was everything, all the fun stuff, basically. So like carbs, you know, like I love French fries. And I think during high school, I ate French fries like three to four times a week or mashed potato, some form of potato. Right. So lots of carbs, um, soda, sugar. Um, I love me ice cream. So dairy, also that too. Um, anything that was is fried and cooked in like saturated fat is bad as well. Um, alcohol, <laughs> that too has a really negative effect on your. All right. I, all right. All right. Nope. Not giving the alcohol up. I was with you 
with the fried foods, the sodas, the sweets, but girl, the alcohol, I clearly an effect because even the, the moistness, I mean, it dehydrates your body essentially is what it does. And so even just the, the, the wetness of your vagina takes a toll on that just a little bit. So yeah, understood, understood liquor, but I mean, I want to live a, a fun life too, damn it. I can't lie to you. I had wine last night with my homegirls. So, but it's just like, <laughs> you know, I mean, we got to live a little bit, but I will say that all those things I realized after doing more research, they cause your body to have stress, especially on our livers, our pancreas, and it increases our insulin sensitivity. So a big part of like, for example, women with PCOS, which I've also been diagnosed with. So when you have PCOS, a lot of times people have a really strong insulin sensitivity. So we like to think of hormone balance and our hormones as a problem with just like our genital area when it really starts in the brain. So once you realize that a lot of our hormone balances are a result of overstressed adrenal glands and overactive pancreas and insulin sensitivity. So what insulin sensitivity really just means is that when we eat carbs or when we have sugar in our blood, the glucose is in our blood. And in order for our muscles and our cells to take that sugar in to use it for energy, it needs insulin's help. So insulin's in Insulin is a hormone that helps our body synthesize the blood sugar, take it into our muscles and our cells, so then we can use it for energy. Because, right, that's the whole point of eating mm. is so that this food could then be converted into energy for our body to operate. So when we have really strong insulin sensitivity, our body's not taking in the blood sugar. So our pancreas, which creates blood sugar, starts making more blood sugar because it's like, well, why are you taking it? Do you need more? So it's making more. And so now you just have a lot of sugar in your blood, which is dangerous because it can be it can lead to type two diabetes. Oh, no, I was just going to say, as you're speaking this, all I can think is big mama, your arm. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> I know this is me thinking of soul food, but that's what I'm thinking of, because, again, it the idea of a lot of the things that we love to eat, the the harmful effects that it does have on us essentially long-term. And even for, for you to also, you know, dig into the research and see how that's affected your, your I don't want to say woman health, but woman health. That's kind of essentially what we're talking about, especially when you take it back to being diagnosed with PCOS and how that's affecting you uh, now. I guess I'm super... I personally did not, I mean, of course, you don't walk around with a badge on that says, hey, I have PCOS, but I love that you being a brand partner, you're sharing the experience of so many of the listeners and women all across the world that may not even know that there are remedies to help deal and live a fulfilled, even sex life with it. Um, so I'm super excited then to talk to you about furthering your research because the tea that is in our box number three, it has PCOS and fertility uh, benefits on it. And I think that's even on the label. Could Can you talk about what is in that tea, how it should be consumed, why this is also something that maybe should be added into either the daily or weekly routine of women either ba battling PCOS or not? Could you share like your experience and creation of this tea and what, what what's in it? 
Sure. So the T is the goal of the T in mind is to help you one um, kind of balance out the male and female hormones going on too, and to help with a lot of the symptoms that come with hormone balance. And so with the tea, it is a blend of raspberry leaf, nettle, hibiscus, dandelion, um, spearmint, calendula. These herbs are, their job is basically to try to help you one, tone your uterus, strengthen the muscles of your pelvic floor, and then also help improve your insulin sensitivity so your body can properly uh, metabolize the blood sugar so that you can um, just have overall hormone balance naturally. So the tea helps your body get back into balance so that you can then produce the proper hormones. So a lot of time women who have PCOS, they have a hard time getting pregnant. And because of that, they have... um, you know, generally they have a lot of excess of male hormones called androgens. And so when you have, and we need these male hormones, we really do because they help to synthesize the estrogen that our body produces. So, but when you have an excess of it, women have a hard time getting pregnant either because they're not ovulating or they're ovulating just sporadically, um, which is not good because then you can't really plan your your fertile window if you're trying to get pregnant. And a lot of times women will have really small follicles when they have PCOS. And so when they do fertilize an egg, it can't properly just implant itself. And so the herbs like raspberry leaf, they strengthen the lining of uterus so that if you are trying to get pregnant, it helps you get a chance at actually getting pregnant because you need a fertilized egg to implant itself in the lining for it to start to do its baby thing. So, so you have the raspberry leaf, which is a lot of minerals and vitamins like iron, zinc. Um, and then you have nettle, which also has a lot of, oh, let me see. And then it says raspberry leaf here. But, um, and then you have like nettle, which is rich in minerals and vitamins, which you also need to have strong, strong, strong uterus muscles. And so when you want to get pregnant I, mean- I just learned what i just learned what nettle was actually um shout out to the food network and chopped it was actually one of the ingredients in the basket and it's like a prickly almost type of looking leaf a little bit uh but apparently it's like a, a there's a bitter taste to it but yeah nettles and they were cooking using it on chopped <laughs> to be careful if you see it growing just don't grab it with your bare hands because it stings good it kind of has like a spinachy flavor but you can um you can smoke it as well just an fyi but um you'll get more (laughs) (laughs) but you'll get more um you'll get more of the benefits of it as far as your hormone balance goes obviously from eating it or drinking it in a tea or an infusion or a tincture. Um, So the goal of these plants, the best time for you to take them, honestly, um, it depends what you're taking it for. So if you are somebody who has severe cramps during your period, I would start taking it two or three days before your period starts, like drinking the tea. So I would have like a cup of tea in the morning, a cup of tea in the evening, and I would do that two or three days before your period starts leading up to your period. Um, If you're taking it because you have PCOS, I would recommend drinking it every day. Um, 
Yeah, honestly, yes. PCOS is such a, it doesn't have a cure, right? So it's something that you're going to have to um, train your body on for a long term time. Right. It's not something that can never be fixed overnight. Um, so you're going, I would recommend drinking every day. Um, it's really helpful for women who are having missing periods or regular periods. So for me, I drink it a lot to regulate my period because my period is just kind of like, ah, it's kind of just like a ghost. It just comes whenever it feels. And sometimes I wouldn't see it for like six months. Like I was going to say, your period sounds like a lot of the men I used to date at one point. Just coming whenever they want it to come. Go ghost for six months and then pull back up. No, my period definitely be ghosting me. There are times when I didn't have my period. I think the longest I went without my period was eight months. And it was just, and that was like normal for me. Normal. Like. You didn't think, did you think a baby was being formed at all? Or I missed my period for for two months and I'd be like, all right, nah, I got to go to every single doctor. But I guess with PCOS, that's something that you already just were familiar with, with, with battling. Okay. I mean, the thing was, is I actually didn't get officially diagnosed with PCOS until last year, but, and I'm 29. (laughs) So it's just because I just always just knew just by doing my, you know, Dr. Google told me that I had PCOS and all my symptoms matched. And I just knew like, there's no way this is, there's no way I don't have something. That's how I always looked at it. If that makes sense. Because there's no way you can have a period that shows up twice a year and your hormones are perfectly fine. You know, like I just knew. Right. Absolutely. Oh, okay. I I did want to make sure that we discuss as well. One of the other products that many of you found in box number three was uh, the Yoni oil. So can you uh, kind of provide some of the benefits that would be in the Yoni oil? Yeah, so the yoni oil is really helpful for multiple reasons. So you can use it as a pH balance moisturizer to put on um, after you come out the shower. You can also use it as um, a cramp oil. So if you're having some really intense cramps, you can kind of massage it into your lower abdomen area. Um, you can also, I mean, sometimes you can, you, if you're, let's say you're having your pH is off a little bit, you can use it in the area to help um, get rid of the candida, which we, you know, some of us know is when you have candida overgrowth, that's when BV and yeast start to have a party. So you can use it like that to help get rid of the candida because the herbs in it naturally are antifungal and antibacterial. So um, you can use it as a lubricant, but I will say oil is not compatible with latex. So you cannot use oil if you're going to use condoms. If that means, yeah, because it will cause a condom to break. I'm so glad you said that. Yes. I don't want anybody blaming me for babies. So I'm just saying, yeah, no. it's, not, <laughs> it's not compatible. Don't do it unless you have a backup plan. I don't know. Do, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, so you can also use it after you, if you shave down there, shave your bikini area, you can use it to help prevent ingrown hairs. Um, and over time, the herbs in it, which includes raspberry leaf and nettle and dandelion, and a lot of these um, 
hormone balancing herbs. You can massage it on your like ovarian area if you're trying to, you know, increase your fertility or if you're trying to bring your period on. A lot of times, you know, we don't get our period because we're not ovulating. So you can massage it in that area to encourage the same. Right. Yeah. So it and the tea really work well together because they work on the same um they have the same mission, right? It's just some people maybe are not into tea and some people would rather just massage something on. But of course, drinking tea or taking something internal will have a much quicker and much stronger effect. So I really recommend doing both. The oil though, you can use it all the time. Um, if you are pregnant though, I would not use the oil or drink the tea. So um, if women who are pregnant, I recommend women who are pregnant don't consume herbs at all during their first trimester. Um, it's really debatable. Like there are some okay. herbs that you can drink um, during your first trimester, maybe a little bit of ginger or lemon balm or raspberry, but always talk to your doctor first and see what they say. But the, those herbs, it's always been debated by like, it's always, it's just a debate. Some people say, some herbalists say you can do it during your first trimester. Some say wait till your third. I say, why not stay on the safe side and just wait? So, but always talk to your doctor and see what feels good for you. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's really helpful for women with uh, menopause as well. If you're having hot flashes, the tea will really help you with that. Um, and if you are anemic, the herbs in this blend have a lot of iron in them. So it's really helpful to combat iron deficiency anemia if you're somebody who has trouble with iron. Awesome. Vicki, you just dropped so much knowledge. I feel like I should have had a pen and paper out taking notes. Um, I hope the women who listen to this episode learn so much. No, you dropped so much information. And I, I love that. Not only like were we able to have this conversation, but people are going to be able to try out these products like this. And, and again, guys, uh, make sure to stay tuned because we are going to drop a promo code for you uh, to go ahead and purchase these products and anything else on the Earthproof Elixirs website. If you uh, were not able to get a box, Vicky, can you go ahead and also before we get out of here, let our listeners know where they can find you and where they can support you? Uh, sure. So we right now we're selling off of Etsy. So you can find us on Etsy by searching Earthproof Elixirs, or you can also go to um, Etsy.com slash shop slash Earthproof Elixirs. Um, another easy way is just to go through our Instagram where our shop is linked. So our Instagram page and on Facebook, we are Earthproof Elixirs and elixirs is e-l-i-x-i-r-s um you can just follow us on instagram and there's a link in our bio that leads straight to our apothecary shop where you can find teas oils um, tinctures capsules anything like that to help you with your your wellness journey really Awesome. And guys, all of that information is going to be in the description of this episode. Make sure you stay tuned. I'm going to drop a little bit of stats and facts for you guys, including um, more benefits with the herbal remedies that were discussed in this show. And of course, a little bit of a deeper dive into all of the great tips and suggestions that Vicky was able to provide for us today. So guys, make sure you stay tuned. And Vicky, thank you again so much for joining us here on Period Sis. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, my God.